We are I. Good morning, everybody. 4.56 a.m. 4.56. And it is dark. <laughs> um, oh, man, so much has happened since yesterday morning. I don't even know where to start right now. Oh, I think the one of the things I wanted to talk about yesterday, you know, on this podcast, and I, I've been talking about a lot just because I'm in the middle of still doing it, but um, I want to talk about the sauna in the ice bath. You know, and I did post something the other day about sitting in the in the electric sauna versus the wood burning sauna. And now I've had a lot of people start to ask me questions like, like, well, what is the difference? And like, you know, like, what would you do? And, you know, like, what did you do? And I've never really talked about the experience of building this sauna and the ice bath and all that kind of stuff. So I'll dive into it this morning. So sauna, what did I learn about building the sauna? Well, I learned that when you go online and even when somebody tells you something is good or the way to do it. I don't know why, you know, my logical brain was all like, oh, you know, like these couple, you know, guys must know what they're doing because they posted something online and this must be the way to do it. Well, that led me into building a dope structure, you know, like a cool little box. You know, I used cedar one by six, same thing that you'd make a fence with. I wasn't too worried about the knots getting hot. Um, you know, like what people talk about, and that's why you use, you know, such a high finishing wood is because you want something that doesn't have knots because the knots heat up hotter than what um, the rest of the, you know, the wood does that doesn't have knots in it. Um, and those knots can pop out, but I'm not too worried about that. You know, I'm not trying to build a, a sauna in a $20 million mansion. And so I put this up one by six on the inside, one by six on the outside, you know, two by six studs, you know, sliding glass door, nice big glass window. You know, we get this fireplace, you know, fireplace guy convinces us to get this like ridiculously expensive, you know, fireplace, uh, even though we already had one, didn't, you know, but, you know, it was a little bit rusty, a little bit rusted out. It's a wood burning fireplace from, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And so I was like, okay, cool. So we get it, and we can't get this thing above 30 degrees Celsius. Now, this is the funny part. You're going to be outside in the sun at 30 degrees with no wind, and it is hot as fuck. <laughs> right? 30 degrees Celsius in the sun, no wind, hot as fuck. We can all agree with that. Now, 30 degrees in the sauna, you have you know, jogging pants and a hoodie on, and you're like, why am I not even warm? So I'm like, okay, well, you know, like this fireplace, we got all the bricks on the inside to be able to help disperse the heat and not wreck the fireplace. I'm like, well, the firebox itself is not hot. I'm like, okay. So take the bricks out, firebox gets hot, maybe gets up to 40 degrees. Oh, great. But 40 degrees, I still have my toque on, I still have my sweater on, and I still have my pants on, and I'm still not sweating. It's 40 degrees, I'm inside of a box, and I'm, you know, have a fire going. I'm sitting right beside it. My skin's turning red even when I do decide to take my, you know, clothes off because it's slightly warm, definitely not hot. 
Well, so I know there's heat coming out, but like the ambient temperature in the room is not hot. It's radiating out some heat. So I'm opening the door of the fireplace. I'm like, let's bring as much hot air out as possible. I even reach out to my homeboy, Jay, COVID ice bath on Instagram. And I'm like, Jay, what's the deal? I'm like, man, you saw all the time. You ice bath. You're from the Netherlands. You're a Canadian boy. Like, help a brother out. Tell me where I'm going wrong here. We troubleshoot everything. So this leads me back into like I, you know, take all the um, siding off, the cedar siding off, and I put insulation in it. And then I put up um, vapor barrier, put the the cedar paneling, the cedar siding back on, you know, plug up all the holes, all the gaps, finish up, put the trim work on, trying to get all the little holes dialed in. Now it's warm. You know, now it's getting up to like 60, 70 degrees, you know, and quick, you know, but it's still not like that hot, hot, that like that crazy hot, you know, I'm burning cedar in here, something that I realize I'm like, well, I don't need coals. I need something that is burning hot, burning quick, getting the firebox hot, you know, kicking out this heat, you know, because they, you know, need this, this ambient heat in this room. So it's like, well, maybe we need one of those stove pipe fans. We ordered that. Still not here yet. Ordered it like four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Well, then I realized, and this is the part I'm not going to tilt my hand at because we actually are creating a proprietary blend of fire log to be able to kick out a ton of heat. So then I realized the importance of the material that you're burning, not still necessarily the coal bed, because when we burn mystery material X, in conjunction with cedar or mystery material on its own, the the BTUs that this kicks off feels like it's at least double what cedar is alone. Now, I realize that cedar is not the hottest burning material. However, it's just this material burns very, very quick, very, very hot, and it gets the sun up to like 80, 85 degrees almost instantly, like real hot, real fast. Like that's how well this works. So I'm just like, man, oh, and on top of that, I'm just like, there's too many gaps around this sliding glass door. So I take that off and build a custom door two by four, like rough cut two by four, actual two by four. You know, I insulate that vapor barrier in that, seal it inside and out, put weather stripping all around the outside of the door, the whole bit, you know, so like, like all of these little things, you know, help because as much as somebody wants to convince you online that you don't need to insulate your sauna, trust me, you do. Even if it doesn't get cold, like as cold as it's been here is like zero minus one since I started this project. Most of the time right now, it's like five, six degrees in the morning. Trust me, you need insulation. You absolutely need insulation. You absolutely need vapor barrier. You absolutely need home wrap if you're building it outside. You absolutely need all of these things. And one thing that you absolutely don't need is an expensive fireplace. My advice to everybody is go get a free expired 60-pound propane tank. Plumb it in knowing that you're going to swap it out maybe once or twice a year depending on how much you use your sauna You know when it burns out the side. Absolutely. Cut a hole in the top, get a fresh air vent coming in from the back, put something inside to be able to, you know, hold your wood up to be able to circulate that fresh air, you know, intake around, make a little door somehow, like just spend a couple hours, you know, 
manipulating this tank or get somebody else to do it. Even if you pay somebody a few hundred bucks field to manipulate this for you, trust me, it's cheaper than like the three, four grand you're going to spend on a, you know, fancy fireplace that's supposed to heat an 800 square foot room, you know, but can't make an 80 square foot room hot. Trust me, life lesson learned. Now, the sauna itself now is perfect. Because again, like all these little things have been changed. But when I look at some of the songs around, I'm like, okay, what to me is the difference between wood burning and uh, electric heat? Well, wood burning heat to me is always going to feel substantially better. Like there's a certain amount of energy in life that's infused into your mind, your body, your soul that you're not going to get from electric heat. And the only reason why that, that, electric sauna that we got may feel like it's hotter faster but like the square footage on that thing's like eight feet it's like four and a half feet by three feet well of course it's gonna get hot because you're literally sitting with like six fireplaces around you or sorry eight fireplaces around you as eight heating elements so of course it's gonna get you hot but you don't get the same infusion of life like what you do when you know, you close your eyes and you see that fire dancing on your eyelids. Like you can see the changes, you know, in the amount of light that's let in with how hot that fireplace is burning. The smell of the different woods that you're burning. You know, like chopping up some wood to be able to throw into the fire. Seeing that fire when your eyes are open. Seeing that glow against the wall. Hearing that crackling of the wood. You know, crumpling up that newspaper, striking the match, smelling that sulfur off the match. You know, getting a little bit of um, charcoal on your fingers, they're all black, and you gotta go wash your hands. That little bit of smell of campfire on you the rest of the day. There's so much benefit to that, like outside of just the heat, outside of the body heating up and going through that experience. There's there's something about just the fire that really feels. Like the like the heat that you should be feeling. Like this is natural. This this heat coming off here is natural. This experience is natural. There's something in my primal mind, my body, my heart, my soul that connects with just fire being lit for obvious reasons. Like, yes, it's harder. Like, yes, it takes longer. It takes 45 minutes to an hour for that firebox to heat up, but it also takes the infrared sauna 45 minutes to an hour to be able to heat up the way that I want. Plus, we had to manipulate the thermostat on it so that it would heat up past 140 degrees because 140 degrees, you could sit in there all day long. And I realized that building this whole thing is just really the power of paying attention, going with what you know in your mind, and just doing a better job, overbuilding something. You know, like why stop? Like, like what's the point? Like, I thought to myself, I'm like, if even though I was told that I don't need to put insulation in, don't need that because it's, it's such a small area, it's such a big fireplace, it's going to get so hot. You know, I'm just going to welcome some of those gaps to be able to help moderate the temperature and you know a little bit. And I'm like, you know, what? that makes sense to me. But. When I looked at like what made more sense, it's like like you always overbuild things. You always overbuild. Like why would you not do that now? So fair enough. Life lesson learned. Do it right the first time. Something that I know. Something that I can fall back on and something 
everybody can fall back on is knowing if you just do a better job the first time, it is easier for everybody. Hands down, 100%. That's a life lesson that I feel like we will all continually learn time and time again, especially if you're willing to step into the unknown. I've never built a sauna before. Have I built things? Yes. Have I built a sauna? No. Do I know a ton about saunas? Thought I did with the research that I went into doing it. Turned out, didn't know shit. What do I know about saunas now? That I better do it right, overbuild it, do it a better job the first time, just like I know I should have at the beginning. Never second-guessing your intuition. Love sitting in sun. Does wonders for my mind. Like Just even the way my skin feels, how clear my mind feels, I love it. Keeps me balanced. Now, the ice bath is something. When our ice bath broke months and months ago, probably six months ago now, and this is like the eighth or ninth, tenth time this thing is broke, we realized we need to kind of go back to something a little bit more, you know, not so technical. There's something that's like legit just water and ice. So I started building this this ice bath platform. And I realized, you know, like my my blood pressure has been a little bit wonky. My, my biological age is, you know, being a little bit high. And I can't stabilize these things. They're really transient. You know, like say my biological age being pretty much 26, 27 and below routinely all the time, minus like maybe one high spike, no matter what I'm doing, you know, eating a ton before I go to bed, having a couple drinks at night, not getting enough sleep. I'm like, why is it so like, why am I getting these huge peaks and valleys? And you know, like my median range is just a lot higher, you know, like you're, you know, 30 to 35, even though it's better, you know, because I am 38. Why are these numbers so high? Same thing with my blood pressure. You know, it's like, why am I not consistently in the optimal range? And when I'm not in the optimal range, I might just dip into normal. But, you know, now I'm in normal, never in opti- optimal, optimal, you know, sub, you know, 120, 119 and below. You know, normal 120 to 129, 130 and higher is that high normal. Why am I on the high range of normal and in high normal all the time? And I realized like this is the ice bath. I scroll back in my dad. I'm like, when was I consistently the best? You can track it right back to the month that the ice bath died. And then it took about another month, month and a half for my number slowly start to climb back up. My resting pulse rate is higher. My blood pressure is higher. My biological age is higher. My skin's not as tight. My skin's not as thin because I'm not producing as much brown fat cells brown fat cells having that mitochondria, that that power plant in it, it helps burn fat on your body, not that stagnant white fat that's on your body. It's like all these things, you know, it's like I, I know these things. Again, it's like going back to you, it's better, like I could just go sit outside in the cold. It was just winter. I don't even need an ice bath. I could just go outside in my boxers and walk around the block a couple of times and get just as cold. You don't have to immerse yourself in water. You just need to drop your body temperature down, get a little shiver on your body. It's all you need to do, but in my mind, I made it too complicated. Keep it simple. Keep it simple and do what you know is best. Make it easy. Make it easy. So building this platform it has these two troughs on it, little pony wall around the outside. That's going to be insulated. Insulate the floor. Insulate all the walls. Insulate the plumbing lines. Get the ice machine in there. Get this thing going. I'm like, 
90% my way through this. I pretty much only have to insulate the walls of the pony walls and put up the the poly, the vapor barrier, the home wrap on the outside, get these things plumbed in, get the ice machine there, hook it all up and let it run. You know, and I look back at this setup and it's just gorgeous. I look at my mind and like what people want when people are like, I want this, you know, this fancy car that's going to depreciate in value on this bigger house that, you know, is going to statistically appreciate, but at what cost? In between all the expenses you're going to pay, like all these things, you know, like, you know, I need this purse, I need this, this thing, I need this, that thing, you know, blah, 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 and all this kind of, I'm just like, no, man, I'm like, fuck, if you give me six grand, I will build the dopest fucking sauna and ice bath setup. Well, that just raw guy, that would not include my time, but like, you know, raw materials, six grand. And that doing those two things regularly, you know, five to seven days a week. And if you're around your home, there's no reason why you couldn't, couldn't, you can increase your life expense. You reduce your all cause mortality by 40%. You can reduce your dependency on big pharma. You can naturally bring down your blood pressure, no matter how your diet is, no matter what you're doing in day, whether you exercise or not, these are the effects that you'll get. You can reduce your resting pulse rate. You can reduce the taxation on your on your heart. You can increase the amount of norepinephrine, the happy one of the happy drugs that floats around in your body. You can increase when the dopamine levels, that natural happy feeling hormones. You can reduce your depend. You can reduce your anxiety. You can reduce your depression. You can do all these things for six grand, pretty much one time cost. Pretty much. You know, you might have a few costs here and there, but even if you average out your costs, it's going to cost you $200 a year to be able to maintain this. Call it 400 because you're going to be buying some wood for your wood burning sauna. So call it $500 a year. $500 a year, something that's going to improve your sleep quality, improve your life tenfold, twentyfold, guaranteed. And never mind the lasting effects that's going to go on when you're 60, 70, 80 years old. Why wouldn't you do that? This is for your health. This is for you. This is for the person that you're worth in re- with in a relationship. This is for your kids. This is for your grandkids. This is being there at graduations. This is being there at weddings. This is being there at pivotal points in everybody's lives. This is reducing your dependency on hospital visits and you know extended care facilities and all these kind of places. So you can live a good quality life. It's not expensive because you'll go spend four or five dollars on a coffee one or two times a day. You'll go buy a six pack of beer. You'll go buy a bottle of wine. If you buy one bottle of wine every two days and your bottle of wine costs what an average of let's just say ten dollars. Let's make it the lowest cost bottle of wine possible every two days when we know people are spending more than that. Well, if you look at that in an an eight week or an eight day cycle, you spent forty dollars. And at the end of you know maybe those four cycles, yeah, you're going to bring it up to thirty two, but we all know four um, forty times thirty, you have three hundred and twenty bucks. Three hundred twenty bucks times twelve, you know you're already up into like the thousands of dollars. And I'm just suggesting paying $500 a year on top of maybe a $6,000 investment. If you know how to build stuff on your own, you get a little handyman to be able to do, you piece them off a couple grand to be able to do something. It's sure going to be able to find something. So this is where we need to start investing in us. 
not only the great experience of building it, you know, but investing in you and the quality of life and the quality of life that you want to have for the rest of your life. Never mind the day-to-day right now. So this is my little rant about the sauna and the ice bath and the value it brings to me. I know in my mind that I will forever seek out these two tools, not only for my emotional health, my mental well-being, my physical health, but my longevity. Because I don't know what it's going to be like when I'm 80, but damn right, I'm going to stack the cards in my favor now every single day. So my question of the day is, is like, what do you do to stack the cards in your favor?